What's up, Mike? All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Duke Basketball Junkies. I'm your host, Michael Eckstone, along with my co-host, Peter Rowe. Peter, how are you doing? That was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, it was definitely pretty amazing. I I did not make it out to Indianapolis after all, but you did. Um, tell me about the atmosphere, dude. Tell me about how it was live. Uh, the atmosphere was pretty. When we got there, probably. Um, Halfway through the first game, uh, the difference between the first game and the second game was very, very noticeable. I, I felt like the Michigan State-Kansas game was pretty flat. And then the first, like, eight to ten minutes of the Duke-Kentucky game was pretty electric. Um, sort of like an OKC NBA game or a Cameron game. Um, I mean, I was in, like, lower section of the balcony, but everyone was standing, yelling, Kentucky fans were amped up, Duke fans were amped up, and it was uh, pretty, pretty, like, I felt drained uh, by halftime of the game. How long did it take for the Kentucky fans to realize the talent differential and what was happening? Like, how how long did it take them to, to sort of... Kentucky fans were very quiet. I, I mean, I felt like it was, I don't know, something like 60, 70, 75% were Kentucky, Kentucky fans because uh, they're so close. Um, I I thought I thought dude, I thought we dominated in the first half, but they weren't they weren't drawing dead. I mean, they obviously had a shot. They cut the lead at various times for like maybe what did they get to like eleven or twelve points. Um, so they yeah, they yeah, held out hope. The lead went out to the the, the twenty. It went over twenty and it came back to to almost ten at some point. Yeah, I mean, like we were not for long. Thirty two to eleven, <laughs> something like that, and then they cut it down to like eleven or twelve. Um, at halftime, it was seventeen. But then, I mean, who came out played really strong. Uh, Coach Cal had to take a quick timeout. Um, I mean, it never really seemed like they were ever a threat. Um, I, I meant to ask you, like. I mean, the, the, what were the looks on, on the Kentucky fans' faces? Uh, oh, I mean, you, you, know. you saw it on TV. I mean, I rewatched the game on TV. You could you can sort of see, and the sort of like the most satisfying part is how early they departed. Um, you could probably yeah, the building that, emptied that, out. That the building emptied out so quickly because it was primarily Kentucky fans. Um, and then you know, obviously, Duke fans got more and more bold as the game went along. Uh, there were shouts of you know, let's go Duke, let's go Duke. And that was met by Kentucky chance in the first half. But, you know, five minutes into the second half, they pretty much tapped out. I mean, it was... I love it. I love it. I love it. I yeah. mean, I I just hate Kentucky. I, You know, I have really, really fine, well-aged sports hate for Kentucky. You know, they they really are like, like our non-conference UNC in a way, right? Yeah. Like... I hate it when they show up for games in these huge numbers. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate it when they were getting all those huge recruiting classes. I mean, in a way, we sort of are like, you know, we are Kentucky now. Uh, you know, yeah, it was, really, it was, like it was five, like ten epic, years ago, what they were doing. An yeah. epic battle of two evil empires. Um, <laughs> what was more satisfying <laughs> is that, you know, obviously uh, Calipari was gutted by the game, but. To see him, you know, by by the middle of the second half, we'd work our yeah, way pretty, pretty down close to uh, courtside, you know, and he's clearly dispirited. But to see to see his team get completely dismantled by two guys that he recruited really, really hard. I mean, I know he won Cam Reddish really hard. Well, obviously, everyone wanted Zion, but to have that done by guys, I mean, kids who you recruited, you probably thought you had, you know. Uh, made it even a little bit more statistically satisfying on our end. Yeah, I mean, it was it was incredible. It was just an incredible display. <clears throat> you, you know, these guys have gotten better, better at playing together just in, in the past month or two since since the Canada trip. Uh, well, we were in full force. Cam Reddish is in there and Trey Jones is in there. And wow, they look good. Everybody looked good. They looked great playing together. They had fun. They were just whooping it up. I mean, the the talent is so transcendent, or at least it seems as it that it is. 
Um, we, we did our podcast on the best freshmen at Duke, uh, our top 15 list last week. And <laughs> yeah, like looking at those guys and those stats and thinking back about <clears throat> sort of how flawed even the best of those players were. And Kyrie and Elton were, were maybe, maybe would have been the best and didn't have as many flaws. You know, they just had injuries. But, you know, Cam and yeah, – I'll, I'll include Cam in this. Cam, Zion, and RJ, especially RJ and Zion, uh, there's just no doubt that that they're the best freshmen we've ever had at one game in, right? Like, am I crazy? I mean, Bagley, I guess, looked sensational at the beginning last year. Have we ever seen anyone as good as this as a freshman at Duke? These two guys, maybe third, yeah, maybe three. I'd probably, I'd probably say Bagley and uh, Kyrie, but for sure, um, I keep trying to temper my my uh, enthusiasm and expectations. But Zion and RJ, it, we're what maybe six full games in, including the exhibitions and the Canada tour, and. RJ just keeps putting up 30, 35, 28 points. And Zion, on much, much fewer shots, is equally as impressive, maybe even more so, uh, putting up high 20s and then impacting the game on a lot of different levels. Um, I mean, he is... I mean, it's it's exactly what we talked about, like, against against Canada. You know, Zion does all these little things that aren't in the box score... But yeah, he does the all way, these little, all these little like yeah. LeBron-esque, Magic Johnson-esque, uh, with a bit, I mean, a bit more athletic maybe than than Magic. But is a more athletic LeBron? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying relative to to LeBron. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, but he his just athleticism is off the charts. But he's just so smart. Um, the way he was attacking the basket, jump stopping, um, finishing steals. Um, Really, really remarkable. He's the most fun, dynamic yes. player ever yeah. to step foot on the court for Duke, period. Yeah. One game into his college career, and I'm saying that. And I usually am measured and I temper things, but are you measured? I, I, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I, huh? feel like, I feel like we sort of fall into this like last year and the year before. This is nothing like last truly, year. It certainly feels different. Oh my gosh, it's it certainly does. So I guess the the open questions are really how good is Kentucky because they're apparently ranked number two coming into this yeah. game somehow. You know they're young. These guys are NBA prospects. We know that. Like they did this against NBA prospect athletes, even though they're young. Uh, how will we do against more experienced, sort of better, more cohesive defensively, you know, type teams? Like a UVA, um, but yeah. like uh, you know, and is this Kentucky team? Are they really a top five or top ten team? Maybe they're kind of paper tigers, uh, paper. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Right, they probably so. couldn't have played better in that game, but it it really didn't seem like Kentucky played that well. Um, it, I felt like they were out of sync offensively for big big stretches of the game, and um, uh, I thought they actually played. I thought they they did fight, you know, pretty hard. I thought they were competitive. Like their spirit was competitive. They wanted to challenge us. It like, took them a while to get do? going in in both halves. It took them a while to get going offensively. They seemed a little out of sync. I mean, obviously yeah, shooting, they're competitive, and and it's it's tough to react when they're just getting blown off the court. Um, punched in the mouth almost every time down court. Yeah, fight. left and right haymakers. Um, yeah, they're they're probably better. Obviously, they're probably not this bad, but they they seem they seem mediocre. And I don't know. Probably a large of that is a, a, a reflection of us. You know, we're just going to make teams look bad. But it's supposed to be a top two team, or starting off that way, and we made them look about as bad as you can look. I think it's fair to say they're they're probably not. They probably are not ready to play like a top three team. You know, at this point in the season, and California really, generally think. get better throughout yeah. the season. But and, and look, they they have they have something to they have a redemption story to, to now pursue <laughs> for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, but, no, but, you know, it's, it's just it's just good luck, one. guys. It's, it's, it's one game. 
They shot poorly in, in the first half, especially the beginning of the game. I thought they were getting good looks from from three, and they were missing. You know, yeah. Uh, so that was a bit fortunate, but they lost by thirty four points, and and they shot. You know, they should they shot four of seventeen from three. Uh, you know, if they if they make three additional three pointers, all right, give them nine more points. Duke shot twelve of twenty six from three. Yeah. Um, you know, RJ shot three of seven. Cam shot three of eight. Those aren't unrealistic numbers. You know, that's that's forty percent. Uh, we ran a little above expectation on the other guys. I mean, O'Connell hit three out of four. Zion went one for one. Trey Jones went one for one. Uh, big shot. The first first shot of the game took the took the lid off. Him. Uh, but we shot forty six percent. Maybe we usually make a couple less, right? But our shots, our looks were clean, like. The whole game, you know, we got what we wanted. And these guys um, are going to have a lot of open threes, a lot. I mean, how can you defend all these guys? They're all pretty yeah. offensive players. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should have only won the game by 20 or 25. It's like sort of the short, short-term short luck, shooting luck evens out. But, but you know, the, there was just so much so, game pressure on Kentucky because of just how big a force our guys are. And, and I thought Trey Jones played really well, even though he's, his box score isn't, like, fantastic. Um, well, seven, he's, seven he's, assists, zero turnovers. Uh, he, he, he's doing what he's asked. He, he made a few. Yeah, he, passes, he need but he's, got, he's got rock stars all around him is what he said post-game. And, I mean, that is true, but he did exactly what was asked of him. And if he's happy with that, that kind of floor game, playing that kind of floor game, that's, that's what we need. He looks, yeah. he looks great. I mean, yeah, and defensively, had the the we've had other point guards over the last few years who haven't been really, just haven't known how to play that kind of role with these stars around them. He's got better stars, so uh, everyone just looks so happy playing together. I mean, they really did. It's, yeah. it's really great to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, somebody's, one of our friends texted me, people are just texting me ridiculous comps for Zion, right? I've yeah, seen the national what, are, what are some of them? What are some of them? Uh, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, super athletic Corliss Williamson. <laughs> Corliss okay. Williamson, for those who don't know, like Arkansas won a national championship. Did they get two national championships with Corliss? He was the best player on the national championship team for Arkansas. And he was just a really great 94. forward. Yeah, 94, they, they beat us with Grand Hill. Uh, led by Corliss and they're 94 feet of hell kind of, um, you know, somebody's comparing him to, you know, like Larry, Larry Johnson, uh, ask, and then I got one that said he's, uh, he's Julius Peppers if Julius Peppers was incredible at basketball. If Julius Peppers, Peppers was, was pretty impressive at basketball, but, I mean, you gotta you gotta go with what Tay Phillips said. I mean, there's really no comp for this guy. We we haven't seen anything like him. I mean, I can see the tendencies with those like say Carlos Williamson, uh, Larry Johnson, in the sense that they're they're like a uh, six seven six. Eight. They're they're short big guys, but they didn't have the leaping ability of this guy. This guy can play. He's constantly playing above the rim, skying for rebounds, attacking the basket, and just either dunking or making a strong layup. Um, that leaping ability, I feel, oh my God. separates him from all these comps. So it's not yeah. it's not just yeah. the vertical, you know. It's not just yeah. the vertical because other guys have had big verticals. Gary Trent had the biggest vertical in the, the NBA Combine somehow last year. Who one did? of them. Who did? Gary Gary Trent had a big vertical last year, but it's the way you use your athleticism. It's not just that he's so athletic. Yeah. It's that the way he can use it, utilize it, is so dynamic that he's. He's making adjustments mid-move, and, and R.J. Barrett does this as well. Like, things don't go as planned, right? They're headed towards the basket, and, like, the, you know, they get caught wrong-footed. Uh, somebody steps up defensively, and then they do something that you would never expect. Right. And, and then they, they still finish. Um, and it does have to do with that it, it's just this extra – almost extraterrestrial sort of ability to adjust uh, and apply their particular brand of athleticism that, you know, and, and they're both kind of relentless. Um, 
And Jay Dillon both, said it both, really well. Both Zion and RJ. Zion and RJ. They, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they're they're sort of like relentless, and they they're going for the jugular. They. Yeah, I love, I, lo- I love the fact that they had their game face on the entire game. Um, I mean, Zion's like a, usually a bubbly, happy, smiley guy. These guys had their strong game faces on the entire game, and they really took it to Kentucky. Uh, there's an there's an RJ Barrett quote, you know, after the game. It says, we weren't surprised we were winning by so much. We know what we have. We see it every day. Yeah. And that is, I, I, love, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Zion was asked the same question post game, and he answered sort of in a similar vein. Um, what were your expectations going into the game? Um, you turn on turn on the TV, you see it. Uh, what were you expecting? Honestly, I thought we were gonna we were gonna kill him. I didn't think we were gonna win you by thirty five. I thought, you we, thought were gonna we were gonna kill him. Digits. I thought we were gonna win by double digits. Okay. I I I feel, and if you listen to our podcast, you listen back, you, you hear that I I just. I I knew like I felt like I knew these guys were was what they what I think they are. I'm I'm not going to hold back. I I think I think Arthur Barrett and Zion would both be the best player on a lot of NBA teams right now. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. You know, put put either on the Hawks and they're the best player on the team. You know, and it's not close. Put either on, uh, you know. Yeah, whatever. I can, I can see that. There's a lot of there's. You could put them, you know, and I'm a Sixers fan. You could put them on the Sixers, right? And yeah. they would they would be that third piece to go with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they, they'd be, you know, the second leading scorer on that team. Um, or they they do all, you know, maybe not Zion. Maybe Zion would do a lot of these little things. It's just. It, it doesn't matter that the, the competition went from high school to Canadian to exhibition teams to Kentucky. Not, they didn't get slowed down one bit. Um, and I think when they get to the NBA, it's not, it's, they're not going to really get, get slowed down too heavily either, even by NBA defenders. Um, you know, um, guys, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about the that. NBA, of course. I mean, Zion, you know, Harris yeah. come in scoring 35 a game, but, but when we talked and, and you were like, "How many points a game is uh, Zion going to get?" <laughs> like you thought I, I was like an idiot for saying tw- more than twenty. I think I think I'm guys right there. Probably, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean the pace, the pace that they're playing at. Yeah. They they don't need to take thirty seconds in the clock. Uh, right. Right. Know, the only strategy that's going to be, you know, in UVA is going to be the test, right? The only real strategy is to milk that clock, cut down the number of possessions, slow us down. Um, but if we get any kind of turnovers from the other team, steals, you know, get yeah, the we're, we're great with steals. Great with active yeah. hands. Uh, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, uh, Jack White, active hands, passing lanes. Uh, we got a lot of uh, open court, easy buckets based on on steals. So, and the defense. I mean, you want to talk about the defense? These guys, it's like night and day from last year's squad. Yeah, one more note on pace, pace of play. It's not just even the steals and the open court and the transition. It's it's the the quick conversion of um, you know even when the defense is back, but yeah. but being able to press the the pace and just get you know really good looks. They they can drive, they can drive, they can they can you know because of the respect the, the amount of they're drawing from the defense. There was a play Bolton had the volley dunk. Yeah, uh, where RJ, RJ, RJ set him up. Got into the lane, and it, it, again, it was only like six seconds into the into the half court set. It was like right away. He had driven so many times effectively. Four Kentucky players from all over the court went to the lane to try to stop RJ. Yeah, and RJ usually just finished anyways last night. But you know, he found Bolden for for an easy dunk. You know, all year we're gonna see all year. Yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, Dunks and open threes, and I mean RJ was really, really great in the first half when, when Kentucky pushed back, and the outcome of the game was still not in hand. RJ was very dominant with the ball, attacking the basket, fighting through contact. I felt like he could have drawn a little bit more free throws, but the refs, for whatever reason, swallowed the whistle, sort of like in the tail end of the first half, and his euro steps to weave through multiple defenders in the paint area. Um, he was 
he was really impressed. He's really growing on me. Yeah, he's incredible. And uh, so to go back to the, your point about defense, yeah, I mean these guys are these guys compete. They're game. Um, Jack White, Delorier, and um, and Bolden. I don't I don't want to include Bolden because there's you're so much. Listen, Bolden, I I still feel like Bolden is 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 the piece that, that doesn't belong in the court. Um, to some extent, I mean, maybe we could use them against certain teams, but yeah, and and I, I thought know, Kentucky, I, I thought Kentucky was one of those teams where we could use him for the size. Yeah, and he didn't play an awful game, but every foul he commits, it feels like he's a step too slow. He feels he feels clumsy with his arms. He he defends. He tries to defend with his arms and not not his feet a lot. Yeah, um, you know, he's just he's not. He's still not playing fluid basketball in in my mind, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sort of my, happy for him that he is getting my, the start at the beginning of the year. He's getting that look and that chance, but ultimately yeah, my, I think we're way better off going smaller and right. having like an Alex O'Connell or, or or Jack White or Deloria. Yeah, Jack both Jack White brought incredible energy. He really, I mean, yeah. I'm my super my happy quick take on, on Bolden yeah. is if he's going to be in the game, he should be a much stronger defensive presence as a rim protector, which he really wasn't. Um, he's not really a scary, menacing. Oh, he's in the paint. You know, I don't really want to attack the basket now. Uh, but in his defense, uh, in a game where everyone you know shined and we have all these superstars, he did have three or four very good moments, you know, where he would fake a pass and dribble and dunk or, or do an up and under. He did have three or four pretty pretty solid moments where I was impressed. Yeah. On the other hand, he played 26 minutes and he grabbed four rebounds. And Jack White played – Jack White had 11 rebounds, you know. Uh, Jack, Jack White, in every game he has a game like this, I'm like, well, maybe he's just getting lucky. He's in the right spot at the right time. He's in the right spot at the right time, literally, so often. Um, Did you know Jack White played 30 minutes? Yeah, he was he was strong. I mean, like, the, the team dealt with foul trouble. I, I feel like foul trouble, maybe free throw shooting from a few of these guys may, like, if we can nitpick. Um, yeah, I mean, we had multiple guys with four fouls, and early early in the game had three fouls. And so that was maybe one of the reasons. But Jack White's really come on as a leader, defender, rebounder. They keep talking about him as a shooter, but it hasn't translated into the game yet. You know, struggled from the line, from the three point line. Yeah, he's one of five. I, I think he'll get over that. I think, I think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll still get a lot of open looks. And, yeah. and I hope his minutes. I hope he still gets big minutes. Uh, you know, good minutes. I hope yeah. Coach K can 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 feed Alex O'Connell, Jack White, and Delorier a, a good diet of minutes um, because. I, I like what they're doing for the team, and I guess we're going to play tenacious enough defense, like Zion and Cam, uh, especially uh, that, that they might pick up some fouls. What do you think yeah. of Zion picking up two first half fouls? I and mean, Coach K going back to him uh, for like three, or three, or three minutes, and, and Zion being a smart enough player to change his defensive style. Yeah, um, he he scared me. He nearly picked up that third quick ticky tack foul. Uh, when he went back in. But I think Coach K was, he sort of had his hand forced because he wanted to sit these guys. He went with a relatively short rotation. He went with seven guys. He went with simply Jack White and Javin Delory off the bench, but almost well, everyone was. O'Connell late in the first half. I was surprised O'Connell didn't get a sort of a little more run and he hit 3 3, so I think, I think he's continuing to, to prove that on the court he's, he's the team is, is good with him on the court. So. We, I thought I saw that last year, and uh, I think we're going to see it this year. It's going to be an argument I feel like I'm going to be making all year. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was like a pretty short. Rotation. Yeah, but I, I feel I feel like if foul trouble were not an issue, Coach K would have been totally fine just going with seven guys. Um, we were maybe like ten, eleven, twelve guys into it, and I was talking with uh, a friend who I went with, and you know, I was like, "Who who do you think has entered the game?" There's only seven guys, and you know, Coach K is you know notoriously has the short bench, but I feel like the foul trouble um, forced his hand. Yeah, Zion went back in. And also, he sent Javin Deloria back in with three fouls with uh, late in the first half. So he's sort of, I think he know, doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's sort, yeah, he doesn't it's care, just, but he doesn't, yeah. you know, like he trusts that at least the, the upperclassmen. And Zion seems to have a very high basketball IQ. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, he's got mm-hmm. Antonio Brankovich. He was not very good. Um, that guy with a very high basketball IQ received a, a wide open pass four feet from the rim with like nobody within twenty feet of him and traveled before he dunked. <laughs> right? Who are you talking about? Uh, Deloria. That was the yeah, morning, no, right? No, no, yeah. I was t- I was talking about yeah on defense yeah, yeah. on defense yeah right. But that was a woofer. That was a woofer of a play. Um, yeah, we'll see what the rotation ends up looking like. We're going to be winning games by a lot of points this year, and uh, I don't think this game is going to. We're not going to look back at this game as an outlier. Uh, when we were at Duke as undergrads, uh, you know. That that ninety eight team, that ninety nine team. Yeah, I was going to ask you which team, like we, which team, and which game that, that this reminds you of. And uh, almost everyone's going to say the ninety nine squad, right? When we were just blowing out teams, even top five ranked teams by thirty, forty, forty five points. Yeah, I mean, I think this season is going to look more like that ninety nine team. Uh, than, I, I hope so. Than I any mean, of these recent teams because. I think you and I have talked about this. That's what you want. That's you. You love that team blowing everyone out. Like I sort of feel like we look so good. Do you feel like that we should assume we're just going to have a ridiculously great season, and it's almost going to take the suspense or the drama away from the season? Listen, the players and the coaches should make no assumptions, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, obviously, this could go in their head and, and all that, but. Uh, as just a fan and a commentator, you know, I, I am, I am all in on this team. I think we're going to crush people. We're going to, we're going to crush. We're just going to crush unless, unless you know, if we stay healthy, we're going to crush. By uh, all in on this team, you mean you're going to fly cross country and go to the games? <laughs> uh, I'm joking. I, I, I am gonna. I'm gonna definitely have to get to some games and see these guys playing first. Yeah, you got to see some of these guys. Up up front, up close. Um, Zion only played 23 minutes last night. <laughs> 23 minutes? 23 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the foul 20. trouble, but, I mean, just, he, is, yeah. he didn't miss. You know, it, uh, man, it was it was incredible. I, my, my, my comp on Zion uh, that I, I said earlier, I still think is, is kind of – I'm still sticking with it. It's, uh, it's, it's Charles Barkley with Dominique Wilkins' athleticism. Uh, with that, you know, was Barkley was Barkley that good of a passer? I feel like Zion's really Barkley didn't have anyone to pass to in, in college. But Barkley was a dynamic all court player. Uh, who, yeah, but Barkley Barkley had a had the all around game. I mean, I have to look back at his assist numbers with seven yeah. sixes. But, but I like the combination um, with the Dominique Wilkins' uh, leaping ability and athleticism and highlight reel dunks. Yeah, I mean, Dominique was fantastic. Dominique was also like six, 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 seven. He was long and tall. He didn't have the weight, so that we got that Barkley, that Barkley rump. <laughs> he's yeah. bigger, you know. He's bigger than bigger than both those guys. It's, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how he does. We're not gonna like just say, hey, it's over, the season's over. Give us, give us the rings. Uh, you know, give us. Do, the, do you title. think that that's what other other teams are thinking? Like, do you, do you think Kentucky wants to face us again in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I don't think I, I mean, we're going to take everyone's best shot, I guess, but I'm just less yeah. worried about it this year uh, in terms of wins and losses. But, you know, I can't wait to watch this team every every game. You know, like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun this year. It's, you know, it's going to be a gift. Yeah, I so I can't wait for the next game, which is Army next uh, Sunday, I believe. But then I really can't wait for the uh, Maui Invitational. Should should uh, present some really good matchups. I feel like uh, if things go, you know, as expected, we should play Gonzaga in the finals. They're a top five team, and I believe the semifinal game is going to be a pretty good game, also. So that is, I want to say, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. If we destroy those teams, then and I feel like there may not be very much suspense. Yeah, I mean, this isn't gonna. I don't think this year is gonna be a suspenseful year in terms of like you know. I'm sure there'll be a setback here or there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what what all I want and all I want every year is for every Duke team to play its hardest, to play to their potential. I want to get more guys. I don't want only Zion and RJ to have good years. I want to see. 
Cam Reddish play well alongside them, and he played really well last night. Um, yeah. I want to see Trey Jones be what I'm hoping Trey Jones is going to be. I, I want to see I want to see O'Connell, Jack White flourish. I'm ex- I'm excited about the way Jack White is is his role. Yeah, I don't think so, he's so, going to be a captain and a leader yes. and and like this, this is what we wanted. Like guys who stay for more than one year who yeah. actually end up end up like happy with with their Duke career and we get to root for them and see them grow and learn and right. try, and ultimately triumph, right? Uh on a, on an individual level and a team level. Um Yeah, you you and I, I I don't think we had a podcast since uh Jack White and Jamin Delorier were named captains, right? <clears throat> no. You you predicted yeah. you predicted Jack White, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I picked those two. I think I also picked Trey, Trey Jones. Um, but, you know, you have two captains, neither of them starting, but their, their imprint on the game is, is very strong. Um, on the court, Jack's talking all the time. Um, as, as is Javin. I, I felt like Javin was one of the few players yesterday who struggled. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's really interesting. Like when they're off the court, I feel like the leadership comes from, Probably RJ and Trey. Yeah, um, I think I think they're all leaders. I mean, I think they're. I really do. I, I think they're all leaders. All maybe these not freshman stars. Hey, I, I was gonna say maybe not Bolden, but <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm sure Bolden's a great kid. <clears throat> and yeah, he's probably, he's probably he's probably don't he's a leader too. on a personal level. He's just he may not be. Listen, I hope Bolden grows into a confident role with this team and becomes the best version of himself. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sort of expressing doubts about like his his, his, his ability and his and his feeling. Yeah, and then listen, I hope uh, I hope I'm wrong a little bit about him, and you know, God bless. But <clears throat> yeah, really, really, what what I the difference between that '99 team. And if anyone if anyone's listening and they're too young to remember, uh ninety nine Duke team had a starting lineup that included Trajan Langdon, Elton Brand, Will Avery was a was a star at Duke, an absolute star. Shane Battier was on that team. Uh Corey Maggetti was a freshman who came off the bench. Trajan Langdon, I think I said already. Um who else was the and an assistant coach, Chris Carowell. Chris Grarwell, Nate James, they were both really good that year and young and hungry. Um, and Taman Domzowski was like the tense guy. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Burgess was ahead of him. Chris Wait, Burgess. Like, and, but Pete Gillen said, Taman Domzowski, Pete Gillen was a UVA coach at the time, had his quote about, if we had Taman Domzowski at UVA, we'd build a statue to him outside the stadium and he can't get off the bench at Duke. Like, <laughs> Like the yeah. difference between that team and this team is how loaded, how deep they were. Like our tenth guy is is Frankovich, who has no no isn't really talented. Uh, but I think one of the reasons this team could be better than that team potentially. That team just fell short. Uh, you know, it was one of the greatest all-time Duke teams. Like it'd be hard yeah. to not take them in a matchup against other teams that even won the national championship. But that right. team. Had almost too many, like too even a distribution of talent. This team has like this wonderful sort of uneven distribution of talent where there's these three, four guys who are clearly great, clearly the most talented. And then like there's a nice cascading of, of like, cause Jack White's talented. He's the right kind of talent to bring off the bench because he, he, he's fine with that being his role. You know, that's that's what I'm excited about. The roles seem laid out. Yeah, just, I mean, but but it's it's. I think it's we we have three guys and prob you know maybe two and a half guys, but I'll give Cam a little bit more time. I mean, he could be that that third guy. But you have these three guys who are really, you know, obviously everyone knows that they're they're the cream. Yeah. And Trey Jones is is the right complementary sort of fourth piece there, and these other guys. I just feel like this team knows who they are already. 
Yeah. You know, and it's and it's really a culmination that, that's of, of uh, Coach K constantly preaching positionless basketball. I mean, this is probably exactly what he envisioned when he started dabbling with, you know, stretch fours and you know having the four out or five out offense. Like this is exactly what he's what he's envisioning. Like six six to six eight, tall, long guys. Um, they can they can all rebound and Listen. dribble up the court and. An issue with the <clears> offense, <throat> like those guys are genius for getting these guys on campus. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's a reflection of the, the players he brings in, but like Zion getting a rebound and dribbling up the court and initiating the offense, I feel so much better than say when Justice Winslow did it and he was a little bit out of control at times. But yeah, I mean, like for example, like Jordan Goldwire didn't play very much. I mean, he might have gotten in and late in the second half, and, and that just speaks to he, Coach K's got four guys who can essentially play point, you know. Um, so I, I, I have to imagine Coach K is just literally giddy. I mean, he's finally put together all the puzzle pieces exactly the way he wanted to, and he just wants to destroy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's hard to, it's hard to imagine uh, what it must feel like uh, to be Coach K today. But gets to vanquish his... Uh, his arch, uh, his arch enemy. <laughs> hey, so, so at, the, at the end of the game, there like two minutes left. He still has Cam Reddish in there for some reason. And you would have thought when Trey got a little gimpy or might have gotten injured with six or seven minutes, he would pull the starters. But do you think at all that maybe leaving Cam in there was like a middle finger to Cal Pari last year, um, sort of clowning on Duke's uh, recruiting pitch about how, oh, if you promise these kids that, you know, the school and the state's going to take care of you for the rest of their lives, then, you know, I've got some small plane in Florida for you. No, 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 of course not. He just just likes to leave these guys in there to the the very end. Cam was in foul trouble a lot of the game. He didn't play that much. He ended up only getting 24 minutes, you know. Cam Cam Reddish? Well, he had four fouls. I mean, maybe he picked up a late foul. But for some reason, he only only played 24 minutes, uh, and they're they're a young team. They need experience, so I'm fine with him having having Cam out there. Uh, you know, maybe he wanted to get him 20 points. I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. what the thinking was. I mean, I Cam mean, had Cam had 20 pretty early in, into the second half. But I, I mean, anyway, they're they're uh, playing a, a very talented Kentucky team. Every guy on the court is talented on Kentucky, and to leave just to empty the bench when Kentucky hadn't completely emptied the bench. By the way, Kentucky did did not play their walk-ons. You know, they only played nine guys. Yeah, I was hoping to see Brad Calipari, but I think he's redshirting. And uh, speaking of redshirt, uh, Joey Baker didn't make it into the game, which leads you to believe that he may he may strongly be considering redshirting. Redshirt city, <laughs> redshirt city for Joey Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't play a minute, and there's a reason for that. Unless there's an injury, we don't know about. Um, no, he was in the warm-ups. He was shooting. Um, yeah, listen, we, we've raved about the team. I'm sure everyone's going to be raving about you today. Um, were there any, like, um, nitpicky type things, any challenges you perceive for the team? Uh, it, it's really just a matter of let's be who – let's be that thing that you were talking about. Let's let's play positionless basketball. Let's push the pace. I hope Coach K is as committed as – as I imagine he should be to that. And for me, that means going as small as he wants, playing Zion at the five, you know, not having Bolden on the court as much uh, and being willing to play Jack White and Alice O'Connell with these guys liberally. Uh, When Zion's out of the game, only having one big on the court, like a Javin uh, or a Bolden, just one big. Uh, And I, I, uh, yeah, that that those are my sort of thoughts. Like, just be who you are, be who you should be. That's what yeah. I think they should be. They should be pushing, pushing pace, and just playing fast and uh, just playing free basketball. You know. Yeah, there's really you? very, very, very little to nitpick. Um, no. I mean, like I said, I, I felt like Javin Delore was the only person who really struggled. Did anybody else have like a back? I mean, Rankovic had a pretty rough game, but I mean. Oh, Justin okay. Robinson didn't see the court, but out, out of the core guys, I would say the one thing that might concern me is uh, it seems like R.J. Barrett is not a good free throw shooter. Yeah, he's 
RJ Barrett shooting, um, and Zion <laughs> shooting, and Trey shooting, those are still the question marks in terms of how great this team can be. Last night they shot pretty well. RJ yeah. going four for eight from the line sort of belies exactly how good of a pure shooter he is. Uh, what? Well, yeah, that's a so, known so, question. Yeah, so so he seems <clears throat> to be like one of, one of these guys who I feel like may be better shooting threes in rhythm and games than free throws. Um, like in Canada, he shot a bunch of free throws, and I, I want to say it was like 55%, 60%. And with each passing game, it, it does seem like he's struggling from the from the line, obviously so early. Oh, yeah, you know it's fine. I, yeah, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna like struggle uh, that deeply at the line. I mean, my guess is he'll shoot sixty sixty five percent this year, um, and that would be fine. Yeah, if he only shoots fifty, that would be not optimal. Um, I'm sure he's working on it all the time, but um, yeah, but I mean, I I try to rack my brain to come up with stuff to to nitpick, and, and yeah, it was. It was a pretty amazing game, pretty amazing team. Um, hopefully, hopefully they get better and better. Yeah, will will they be able to get up for for every game like this? Um, will they, they will. will they start taking opponents yeah. lightly? Obviously, yeah. they know all these guys at Kentucky. They're 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 like you know they're they in all the yeah they get they, growing up. Yeah, I mean, I, I but I I, I really I, I really love how. They didn't seem to care about Kentucky's feelings. They were just whooping it up. They were celebrating. Um, they, these guys, it's, it's almost like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder despite yeah. being ranked that highly. Um, right. And I know Coach K is a, is a great motivator in general, and you know, especially in the old days he was. His team's always played the hardest, and lately I haven't felt like that's always been the case. Uh, these guys must be internally motivated to be great, to be competitive. They they clearly love playing basketball and love dominating. Um, For sure. So that's why it's going to be so fun this year. <clears throat> I hope so. I hope so. Um, See Bill Simmons projected as top three after the game? Yeah. Top three in the lottery? I saw, I saw that. Number one, Zion. Number two, Zion. Number three, who cares if not Zion? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean that's sort of an interesting question. I mean, I think RJ Barrett's consensus number one overall, but how can you pass on Zion if you have the number one pick? It's going to be a, a great conversation to have all season. Uh, yeah, it, 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 would you, who, who would you take right now? Oh, man, I, it, it depends what team what, what yeah. my team is. You know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it it's like Portland Trailblazers passed on Michael Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler, so they took Sam Bowie. <laughs> well, that's that was an evaluation problem as well. Uh, you know, I'd probably go with Marcus Lee Bolden number one overall. If I, if uh, I come on, seriously, pick. who do you take, RJ, RJ or Zion? Um, you know, I'm a Zion man. I think I, I just you go Zion number one. I just you don't can't care. believe you don't care that RJ good is guy probably is. more skilled, just <laughs> relentless in attacking the basket. He's so. He, I think RJ is going to go. He's very reminiscent one. of James Harden, with with all the Euro steps, um, sidestepping through defenders, always getting into the restricted area, getting easy buckets. He can shoot the three. Um, I actually think RJ is is sort of a difficult comp. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 I mean, I'm, he's sort of like is built like Scottie Pippen um, in terms of like size, you know, like 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 a like a developed Scottie Pippen or like a Ron Harper, like a big like just a big burly, you know, two three kind of body. Um, okay. But he's he's just he's just so solid, um, you know. Just so he's got the alpha in him. He's yeah, got I don't know. Harden to me is more of like a, just like a, like a ballet dancer with his, with his footwork, and this guy just seems to be more of like a, just a relentless Terminator cyborg on the basketball court. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like Agent Smith or something from the Matrix. Like I just, 
he's just he's just going to score. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, like I was a little skittish on him just because I thought he would take like 20, 25, 30 shots a game, which he does do. I mean, every time I check the box score, I'm I'm always taken aback by how many shots he's taken. But I think I'm embracing him. You know, I think especially sort of like in the tail end of the first half when it seemed like Kentucky was making a push, uh, it was really RJ who who, who took over and uh, just relentless in, in attacking the basket. Yeah, I like we'll, have all, I like we'll have all season to talk about, like, who these guys are, how good they are, who they compare to. Cam Reddish is, is I'm trying to learn about because they get to see him in the exhibition games. I really liked what I saw last night. I loved how active he was on defense. Yeah, you know, he, he his body is reminiscent of Pippen. I mean, he's 6'8", but he has an incredible wingspan. I think it's seven one or seven two. So he's got those long Pippen arms that can get out there and disrupt. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm so unfamiliar with the numbers and the, the players, you know, because I haven't seen them play much. and. I kept mixing up RJ Barrett and and, uh, and Cam Radish like in the beginning of the game, like just sort of really uh, just mixing them up, sort of like I wasn't. You know, it's very easy to pick out Zion. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're just we're just learning about these guys. So um, why don't we why don't we wrap it up just because the you know sure. the audio quality on the phone and uh, it's probably been long enough. I think we should we should get into. Uh, Get into some of the stuff uh, our next pod when we were together. I think we should uh, also probably do an update on uh, all the Dukies in the NBA and sort of how the beginning of their season are going. Check in on Grayson. Check in on uh, you know all, all the guys you know and, and Frank see what's Jackson. going on. Frank Jackson is in minutes. Okafor seeing minutes on the court with Frank Jackson. Saw Grayson Allen get a start. Yeah, Grayson Allen got a start. Uh, Keep an eye on uh, on Grayson Allen's uh, other stats. You know, is, uh, take a look at how many steals and blocks uh, he's averaging yeah. per, per 36. Uh, spoiler alert, it's, it's almost 0.0, um, which is interesting. Um, the, you know, Luke Kennard, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, hasn't gotten a lot of run uh, on the Pistons. Oh, uh, also when I when I came team. out here on my trip, I went to a Bulls game. Um, I saw Jabari and Wendell. Wendell looked great. Wendell, uh, huge in, in like like yeah, a multifaceted. You know, he's a stat stuffer. Affects the game in a lot of different ways. Jabari still has the moves offensively, but at halftime, I looked up and I saw he had eleven points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Very like uh, I don't know, Car- Carmelo Anthony esque. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it seem like we've had a lot of, like, really talented guys over the last few years, these one-and-dones, and even, I guess, going back to Jabari, but it's like a lot of these guys go into the NBA, and they, they're they not known as good defenders. They're they're sort of known as sort of, like, sinkholes on offense, like they just try to score. I mean, Austin Rivers, uh, Jabari Parker, Okafor, like, like a lot of our highest-profile players have, have sort of had that sort of NBA profile. Uh, one-dimensional scorer situations. And, like, these freshmen, obviously not Jason Tatum, not every player, right? Yeah, yeah. Rodney Hood's, like, a little like that in the NBA. But, um, right. But when you look at, like, you know, you look at Cam Reddish, you look at Zion, RJ, they're, they're filling up the stat sheet in all the different categories. Um, so that's something I'm going to keep an eye on this year and, you know, see how that differentiates from, from the past. Um uh, there's a lot of reasons to be excited. A lot of reasons, Peter. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, do you know where the Final Four is this year, Mike? San Antonio? Phoenix? <laughs> Phoenix? Those are the last two years. Where, where I, will, I, I will let you look that up while I travel back. All right. We'll find that out for next week. We'll do some deep research and find out where the Final Four is being played. Um, it's one of the two places Coach K has won. Uh, a title. He's only one in two two cities. Two cities. Well, we saw one in the, the, the building you were just in. We, you know, we we last saw. Uh, no, I was just in the Bankers Fieldhouse. That was the NBA stadium. Oh, it wasn't the same. It wasn't. It, it was the, not the, the. It wasn't the football stadium. It wasn't Lucas Oil. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. It was the Pacers stadium. Uh, so that that's one where they won the championship and. They've only won an championship in one other 
Yeah, I'm testing your uh, junkie status. Time, time yeah. for uh, to get it revoked. It's the only one I saw them win in person. I don't know. <laughs> you them. Yeah, Minneapolis twice. Ah, okay. Minneapolis. And that's where it is this year? I believe so. That sounds terrible. Minneapolis. Should, should book a hotel room. Should book a hotel room. We should uh, we should book some flights. Uh, we should find out where you know where the east or where the south region is going to be, and uh, you know maybe Coach K can tell us you know where, where the committee is going to put him as the overall number one seed in the tournament. And uh, do, do, do you think we'll be the uh, number one overall uh, ranked team next uh, poll? Yes, like easily. You think it'll be unanimous? I don't think it'll be unanimous. But I think I think so. Okay. Okay. Not a lot of data points, and uh, top five team beats another top five team at 34. I mean, people would be complete donks not to not to mostly put them number one, right? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. But some zookaters out there probably won't do it. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Sounds like you had a great trip. Uh, Listen, this trip was worth it. Uh, last year, I flew to Chicago. Grayson put on an unbelievable game, and on the flight back, I was I, I determined that it wasn't worth it. So I was so much surprised it came back out. Uh, but this was a longer trip, and this trip was certainly worth it. That game was was uh, was memorable for sure. It was great on TV too. <laughs> yeah, great on TV I too. On TV this morning. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Pete. Uh, talk to you when you get back in town. All right, thanks, Mike, and thanks to the listener. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, go Duke. Go Duke. See ya.